Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In the NFL, the Houston Chronicle is reporting that the Seahawks and Eagles have been in trade talks for unsigned franchise player Jadeveon Clowney. The Dolphins are the front runners as of right now, according to the paper, but the Texans have reached to two of his preferred teams. We'll wait to see how this plays out. The season just around the corner. Another holdout Redskins president Bruce Allen said holdout left tackle Trent Williams will, quote, play football, and it will be with, quote, us. So we'll see whether Trent Williams suits up for the Redskins this year or not. And in Major League Baseball, A's third baseman Matt Chapman is not in the athletic starting lineup on Thursday afternoon against the Royals. That's because of a bit of fogginess in his head. He left the game on Wednesday night after taking a pitch to the helmet. He is not in concussion protocol, but says he's, quote, a little blurry. The Kansas City Royals are shutting down starter Brackett Keller. Will not make another start this year. They're citing arm fatigue as a factor. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Play! Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ronis, a little hurricane down here. Well, it hasn't hit yet, but it is in line to hit in a couple days. And obviously things change by the minute. Now it's a potential category four is what yeah. they're saying. Yeah. Well, my, my, my nephew goes to University of Miami. So my wife thinks that we need to go to the East Coast and get him and then bring him here. It's always better to be safe because you never know. Yes, it's a little crazy, but you never know. It's so true. You never know till the last second where it dips or dodges or where it breaks land. So uh, hopefully if uh, it won't be an evacuation. I mean, it's crazy when people start evacuating, dude. It is, but, you know, you'd rather be safe than <clears throat> in case it is a lot worse than what they project. So it's always better to be safe and get away. I just don't want to lose power, dude. I got football drafts to do, Adam. Now you I'm busy. Be able to do them. I know that's got to move, bro. Get out of Florida. <laughs> I know. Well, I know I, it's weird because I don't know. Like a lot of people, obviously from New York, go to Florida. Look, there, there's so much that you look at when you, places to live. There's always downsides to everything. Like everyone thinks we're crazy for living in New York or Jersey because right. it's insanely expensive and the weather and the changes in winter. But then, you know, Florida, yeah, it's all great with the weather. But, man, those hurricanes are, are pretty severe, and you usually have to deal with them consistently. You know, with California, you got the earthquakes. So every, every place has something. Like New York, weather-wise, we never – I mean, yes, we, they had Hurricane Sandy, but you don't get that often. I mean, yeah, once in a while, and it was really mostly on the shore. But for the most part, we don't really get – you get, a, you get a blizzard? You get a blizzard? Yeah, here and there, but is it that? Is it really that bad? Okay, no. so you don't leave for the day, maybe two days. You got to dig out your car or whatever. It's really not that bad. I don't know. I don't. If I never saw snow again, I'm good. I just think like, the month of September here and early October is a little brutal because you can get them. This is Dorian. Right? This is D. We haven't gotten through the rest of the alphabet yet. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of the issues why I don't know if I could live down there. I understand the weather and and it's great, but I, I don't know. I just that that the the hurricanes are definitely a concern down there. I think you wouldn't like it down here because we're not such great fans. 
Oh, I, I agree with that. I don't think there's no way that they have the passion that no, New York fans have. Not, not, even a, not even close. Not even close. Dolphins, Bucks, and, and baseball. Nobody cares because the weather's good, right? The weather's nice. You're like, ah, you want to go to a game? No. You know, it's spring training people are passionate about, but that's not even us. That's yeah, like that's people, people com- coming yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's, you know, hopefully everything it goes smoothly and it's not that bad. And hopefully it weakens before it gets closer to the Florida, but uh, certainly got to be cautious at this time. You need a passionate fan base, Ronis. You need to go to like Oklahoma City or something. Be passionate with the Thunder. Nah, there's there's tons of passionate fans in New York. I mean, the Knicks sell out, and they've been crap for years. So can you imagine what those fans are going to be like when they're good? <laughs> I mean, it, may Mets, ta- it may take a couple of decades. Mets fans are starving for success, and it was going well, and now all of a sudden five losses in a row, and it's like, oh, here we go, the Mets that we saw in June. Well, they gave you. I mean, they gave you a, a scare in a good way, right? It was. It was a positive. Well, it's not over yet, but it's a must-win game today with Degrom on the mound. I mean, you can't fall five back of the Cubs. So if they can win tonight, they'll get back within three, and then they. The problem is when you go. They were playing above their heads because they were so bad early on. They were eleven games under five hundred. So you have to claw your way back, and they got over what five six over. It leaves you little margin for error. It feels like you have to win every single day, and it's impossible to do. It is, and baseball is a lot about momentum, too. You get into these streaks of, oh, everything we do is great, and then everything we do sucks. It's not easy. No, it's not. So, look, they have to come out tonight, must win for sure, and then they play Philadelphia this weekend, a team that's right there with them. So the schedule is not easy, and you know that was one of the things they had – a fortunate schedule. They took advantage of it, and you know they're playing some tough teams. You know they did sweep a good Indians team, uh, but the Braves, man, they just they couldn't hit. They lost two games, two to one, including a fourteen inning game. And uh, the offense uh, has has been bad. I know they put up runs last night, but they were down ten one. So I think the Braves are going to be really, really good for the next decade when their, their pitchers come up. Yeah, they will. They 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 got a really good new. I mean, they uh, all these and Acuna assigned. Uh, Freeman is still a beast. And they got good young pitching. Uh, well, they'll develop those arms. So yeah, they're they're in a really good spot. Yeah, that's a, if you, you're, you'd be happy to be a Braves fan right now that you know that your team is looking good, and that's a that's a good thing, all right? I mean, do you, have you ever felt that way as a Mets fan? Like you like you had like ten good years in front uh, of you? You never feel that way as a Mets fan. <laughs> I mean, they always, you know, you look at it, and they always usually have good pitching, but at the same time, you know, things always go wrong with them. Uh, right, it, it doesn't pan out. And again, I think it. It's because of the Wilpons. You know, if this team would have made a couple more additions, it might be a different story. But they don't spend money. And they... You got to spend money to make money, Ronis. You do. It's New York. You know, I understand, you know, like, I'm amazed at what Oakland does every year. I mean, again, this team just is in the mix. And you look at them at the beginning of the year. Oh, they don't have enough pitching. And they do this every single year. But this isn't Oakland. This is New York. So, yeah, but they do it with great, you know, front office. They know exactly the type of player they're looking for and the type of player that that succeeds there. Yeah, they just they get, I mean, it, not everyone has worked out. You know, they traded for Profar. He's not had a good year and but they're pitching like you look at it and you're like, "How are they doing this?" And they went out and they, you know, bring in Fires, they bring in Tanner Roark, who's actually been pretty decent. They might get Manaya back shortly. Uh, Isn't it kind of shocking about Profar? You would have thought that Profar going over there would be would be helpful, and he's been a, a, absolutely a bust. Yeah, I mean, changing parks probably was a big factor, and it uh, looks like last year might have been uh, overachieving. Yeah.
It's true. All right, there was a uh, a big beat Doctor Roto draft there on us. We had uh, was, uh, did you sign up for one? Uh, you have one. Coming yeah, I'm up, doing you? one. I'm doing one Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Oh, that's good. Is it starting to fill? Uh, I haven't even checked. Uh, I know there was as of yesterday there was uh, one person signed up, but I haven't checked today. It's amazing how these things they just like they they catch fire, and then all of a sudden, boom, you get like five people at once, and all of a sudden you'll be going. Yeah, so, I don't know why that is. It's like people just kind of sit back in the cut and wait. We're like, oh, I want to see what happens. And then boom, 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 boom. Well, it's like the red number. People wait for the red number. When they see the red number, then they all and then they sign up because they know the draft is going to happen. I guess that's. I guess so. Yeah. All right. We will break down the Beat Dr. Roto draft. I did some crazy things yesterday. I'll let Ronus yell at me about it. But there's something that happened that we got to talk about that was very important because people have to know that high stakes are different than a home league. What exactly am I talking about? We will discuss it when we return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we are back, and I want you guys to go to playffwc.com right now. And when you go to playffwc.com, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find some drafts, the Beat Dr. Roto draft. There's one tomorrow night. There's a Beat Adam Ronis draft on Saturday night. And there's World Championship drafts. There's just draft, 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 draft. Please sign up, playffwc.com. Sign up, be part of what we're doing. There's great payouts, easy-to-use draft room, and everybody has a good time, right, Ronis? Definitely. Uh, if you haven't experienced it before, make sure you do it now. All right, so let me talk about one of the things that happened last night, and we're going to break down some of the teams in just a little bit. Take a look at round 10, Adam, and take a look at Team 10. So Team 10 has Dalvin Cook, okay? I thought to myself at this point, I was going to draft Alexander Madison. Because I'm like, look, I just start stashing running backs. That's what we do. The guy, and I go to myself, well, the guy probably before me is not going to, he won't be there, right? I I, I won't get him. And sure enough, the guy takes DK Metcalf. My next pick, I say Alexander Madison. And this guy jumps in in the the chat room, and he's like, oh, dude, you took my backup. What's up with that? And I was like, look, you know, backups are fair game in, in in the FFWC. It's just how it works. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think people in home leagues can wait longer than they can in high stakes? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think in the home league, for sure. Uh, again, it's knowing your leagues, but you understand in this format that people are going to be way more aggressive. And you know, when you are a member of full-time fantasy.com, you could look at the advanced ADP and you could see. But you have to know going in that they're going to be aggressive because everyone is looking for that next big running back to pop. And we all know if Cook goes down, Madison is going to play a big role. And to have that on your roster is a big deal. And, you know, he might not do anything this year. He, you know, he might just – the Cook stays healthy, and we see him – Madison gets some touches each week and might not pop, but that's what you're looking for once you get to the double-digit rounds. And I don't, I don't understand how he can get 
mad at you. Like you had. The I, I don't say to mad. It, right, right. You had the, right. You had the, He just was like he said something in the chat room, and I don't, he was a nice, he's a nice guy. It's, I'm not okay. I'm not. It's, it's not like about it's that. not like Madison is reserved for him. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm and look, like, the truth is, and you know what, DK Metcalf. He better be really good because I think that Cook is way Madison is way more valuable to that guy than he is to well, anybody else, and well, you got to treat him that way. He had four running backs already, so th- I think that's part of the reason why. Now right. he's got Bell, Cook, Jones, and Michelle. Now, what are the odds that they all stay healthy and produce every week? It's slim, but if they do, you know that's four. It's a good team. That's, that's his, uh, you know, f- four spots taken up and. So I think that's probably what happened because he probably looked at it and said, look, I'm good at running back. If these right. guys all get hurt, I'm screwed anyway. So let me just build up receiver depth. That's my guess of what right. his mentality was, I, I, which I, I can understand. Right. Told, look, it, it makes sense what he was thinking, but I'm just trying to say in high-stakes leagues, protect yourself and know that anything can happen from any – expect the unexpected. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you you can't map it out and say, all right, well, I'm going to get my handcuff here in round 13. No, uh, they're probably going to go earlier. You got to know, you, you see it in this draft. I mean, you saw a lot of them go from rounds 9 to 12. I mean, look at our guy, uh, Agubadwale. This guy went in round 12 last night. Look at that. Team 1 took him. I mean, that's crazy. I know. I mean, it's it's that's how quickly things change, and you have to be – adjusting and paying attention to the news and you know what uh, it's really not that crazy because it, it looks like he's going to be at least a third down back in a pass heavy offense and what if he emerges it's not like peyton barber or ronald jones or anything special what if he runs the ball well i mean bruce arians has been talking positively about him all camp and there is a chance that he becomes uh the back to own in this backfield and you're taking shots in in those rounds so you have to know that his stock is moving up and beware that you have to take him anywhere from rounds like 12 to 14 at this point it looks like i mean he's right. a free agent in a lot of leagues too if you did early drafts he's out there oh yeah like scott fishbowl i gotta go start oh, bidding yeah. on he's him he's gonna be out there yeah yeah i looked i really don't have anyone to drop in that league man i know i, I look like i could drop Dante foreman but i gotta get this yeah, guy yeah, on i can't team. do that yeah. But I have a lot of those, um, you know, I have Pollard in that league. Uh, who There was someone else who was good that I took late. Uh, oh, you know what? I have a tight end drop. I can drop Seals Jones because it's not. Oh, like that guy's poo. Yeah, he's yeah, he was my last pick. All right. So do you see who took Pat Mahomes? Yeah, I do. You. Is a little. <laughs> I never take Patrick Mahomes. But let me tell you what happened, Romus. I took Tyreek Hill in the first round. And then when I was picking in round five, I really wanted James White. I, I was like locked in on James White and Duke Johnson. And they both went right before me. The three guys I wanted were Duke, Ingram, and James White. They all went. So my choices in my head were Sony Michelle, who I like, a eh, bunch of receivers who I'm not sure about. And then I just decided to go a little crazy and take the hookup with Mahomes and Hill. And if it pays off, maybe it'll help me. Yeah, look, if you do so many drafts, you probably want Mahomes in at least one. I know that. So you have to make sure that you're saying that when you're talking about it. Because if you were doing one draft, I don't think you would do it, right? If this was no, if I was doing draft, one draft, yeah, if this was my only draft, it's a, no, I wouldn't do it. But since I'm doing like five taken, or six of these. You have taken Michelle or, or 
Gordon? I would. Or you, I, you like no, Landry. No, not Gordon. You would have taken Landry, right? I do like Landry. I probably would have taken Michelle or Landry. You know, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't take Landry because I had Beckham. See, that was my problem is I couldn't take Landry because I had Beckham. Okay, let's talk Sony Michelle because I feel like people are boosting him now. Like people are starting to get excited for him. I just don't see it in a PPR format. You can tell That's me. That's why I didn't take him. But, but you could tell me he could lead the league in rushing or rushing touchdowns. We know the Patriots are going to run a lot when they get near the goal line. He's going to score a lot. But he only caught seven passes last year? Or was it seven or nine? Nine. So I know. So that's why I didn't so, take him. Okay, and look, so if, this was a half point, if this was a half-point PPR, I'm taking him. If this is a standard league, he's a, he's a second- or third-round pick. I just don't like him in our format. In our format, if, he does, if, they, if they're behind, for, not that they are, but if, they, if he's not doing great. there will be great, a couple games. They do it every year. You know this. They're going to lose a few games. Remember last year against Tennessee, they were a disaster? They're, they're I know. Going, it, it's a Sony Michelle, in some ways, for me, I know this is going to sound crazy, and don't anybody out there kill me. He's a lot like Niam Hines. Niam Hines is good in one way, and Michelle is good in another way. He's a very good running back, but he's never out there, and he's not going to catch anything. And a PPR, what if he goes 14 for 80 and no touchdowns? I got eight points, Adam. That's, what, that's, that's my sucks. biggest problem with him. I mean, I understand why people are like, oh, well, he can score 12 touchdowns. He can. There's just To me, there's just more downside with him. You talked about the game script. The other issue was the knee. Yeah, he's great now, but he's had a history of problems uh, staying healthy. And I know they have talked about, oh, he can catch the football to throw no more. I don't believe it until I see it in games. You got James White. Mm-hmm. So, okay, maybe he has, what, 15, 20 receptions this year? I'll give him one per game. I'll give yeah, him one per I game. I just don't I, – that, that's my biggest problem with him. You could tell me, well, he'll score 13 touchdowns this year, 14. Okay, but, so, so let me ask you another question. Looking back on my team, you know I like Landry, but I can't take Landry when I have Beckham in round two, can I? Uh, you can if you believe in that offense. Uh, like I would, Which I, would, I do, by the way. I believe in that I'd offense. See it, like, I, w- I would have Evans and Godwin on the same team. I don't think you can do it right now. Oh, actually, wait. A team this guy did. did. Team yeah, Ford I, did it. I, yeah. have no, I like it. I do. I mean, I would do it. I, okay. I would. I, I would. Right, so the, the same so thing retrospectively, did. if I didn't go Mahomes, I would have taken Landry. That's what I would because I would I'm not. Just, I was never taking Michelle. Yeah, I. But I'm higher on the the Tampa Bay tandem than the the Bucks uh, Cleveland tandem. I, I I think there's some concern about the Browns' offensive line right now. There, they, there should be, but there's no concern. Look, I also said to myself with, with the Mahomes thing, I've got the best tandem on the best offense in the NFL. Yes. Well, you can make a case for Kelsey. Kelsey, but, right. Yeah. Right, but, right. yeah, look. I mean, those guys are going to hook up 10 times this year. That's I'm getting double points 10 times. Yeah, and you're playing an overall, so uh, you, I could Could you live it. with it? Can you live with it? I mean, Even if you I wouldn't w- do it. I wouldn't do it. But, yeah, no, I think it's fine. Um, again, I wouldn't do it. I know it was bold. There's something I never do. It was, and people were like, Doc, you took a quarterback. It was crazy. But then Rodgers and Watson really went in round six. You I know. I did. I That's did. a run for this format. I know. It was crazy. We should talk about that. All right. We'll talk more about the Beat Dr. Roto draft and the. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're, bu- we're back. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of the show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings sports account. Make a deposit. Place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. And this offer is eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. You need to act quickly because this offer won't be around forever. And if you do have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. Adam Ronas, do we have a caller? Yes, we do. Brandell from Jersey. Brandell, what's going on, my friend? How's it going, fellas? Good. What's your question? Uh, so I'm in the 12-team PPR league. Uh, I kind of loaded up on running backs at first. Uh, just to give you a quick rundown, I got Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, and I ended up picking uh, Duke Johnson in a six. Um, but my receivers, I got uh, Juju. That's basically the only solid receiver I got. Uh, I have Marvin Jones, Allen Robinson, uh Samuels, Curtis Samuel. All right, Brandell, hold on one second. Robinson and Samuel are really, really good, dude. Yeah, I mean, really good. Really think Rob- good. So, oh, okay, all right. So that's what that basically my question was because Samuel, Robinson, and Samuel, I pretty much had like you know in the same uh, in the same tier. Um, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're missing. Your tiers are a little uh, screwed up. Go check out si.com backslash fantasy for my wide receiver tiers. They're there. I don't like Sanu and I don't like Marvin Jones, but I'm loving Allen Robinson. I's loving Curtis Samuel Adam. Yeah, oh, Samuel's yeah. obviously seen his stock rise tremendously here. He's had a great camp. Every writer, even opposing teams, have raved about Samuel. And Robinson, remember last year he was coming off the torn ACL. He missed some games. But he had a huge game in the playoffs against the Eagles, and I think this Bears offense is going to have to pass a little bit more this year. I don't think their defense is going to be able to be as dominant. I think they'll be good, but remember, they scored a lot of touchdowns and and put them in favorable positions. So I think Robinson averaged about 7.2 targets per game last year. So if he can keep that pace and maybe go up a little bit, uh, remember, he had a historic season with Blake Bortles, and I know Trubisky – has been a little bit inaccurate with the football, but uh, I'm fine with Allen Robinson. I took him in a in a league uh, uh, recently as well as my wide receiver three, I believe. So yeah. So Brandell, you, you're, you're good, dude. You're good. All right, sounds good. Because yeah, my first two picks, I was picking 12th uh, in in the 12 team. So I picked uh, I picked Juju first, and then Kelsey coming back around. Well, yeah, when you, when you pick Kelsey, that's what's going to happen is that you're going to be a little weak somewhere because you took the tight end. But I'm, I'm telling you, Adam and I love Robinson and Samuel, and you pair them up with Juju and Kelsey with your running backs, and I like your team a lot. All right. Sounds okay. good, brother. All right, good. Good luck. Thanks. Yeah. No, no need to panic, Ronas. He did a good job. 
Yeah, I and like also you have to remember, too, when you have Kelsey and you take him that early, your receivers are probably not going to look as strong, but you also have to look at it, and you essentially have a wide receiver one with Kelsey if he stays healthy and produces what he's expected to. Well, look at the team last night. team took Kelsey at 12, and then they took Mixon, but his receivers are Woods, Landry, Kirk, and QT. They're not bad, but it's he not, just doesn't have a number one. He doesn't he took, have a number one. Because he took Ingram in around five, Evan Ingram. Like, right. you know, like, I don't know. I, didn't, I, I don't like that. I would have come back with two receivers there, with a second receiver there. Even if he came back with Robbie Anderson with Landry, that, that would have been better. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, look, I get the Kelsey thing. I get it. I just, I won't do it unless I'm in a 14-team mock draft. Yeah, like you did for SI. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for the 14-team mock draft where it didn't matter. But if, it ma- if money's on the line, I'm not taking Kelsey. I'm just saying that right now. Is that fair? Would you take him mid-second round if he fell? No. Okay. And I'll, you, know what, you know what confirms that? In the world championship draft that I did, nobody, nobody did either. Where did he fall to? I think it was like the end of the second. One team took him. Okay. Nobody was taking and, it. Yeah, I think people just don't like the roster construction. It, it makes it a little bit more difficult, especially in this format with the three receivers and two flexes. You know, the receivers just are so valuable. Because I – look, there's a lot of receivers you like late. But, man, it, I feel better about picking running backs late than I do wide receivers. That's why I want to make sure that I'm strong in wide receiver early on. It's been a focal can point I, for me in most of my drafts. Can I tell you I like the receivers in round 19 better than the ones in round 14? Yeah, it's not crazy. You're not, in, right? you're, not, you're not investing as much, so if it doesn't work out, you don't feel as bad. And right? I like Hunter Renfro in 19 more than I like uh, Deshaun Hamilton in 14. I don't know what Deshaun Hamilton's going to do, and I, I don't know what I'm going to get there. It's, it's t- I think this year, rounds like 10 through 15 are very messy. Yeah, I mean, in our format, you're looking at quarterbacks, tight ends, and even the running backs are, are going higher, so... You, you're you not even looking at great running backs in those rounds. You could see it. I mean, round 15, there was not one running back taken. Right, right. What and does that tell you? Round 16, one running back was taken. I, I know. And then in round 17, a few guys were there. I got right. lucky. I got lucky. Did you? I, th- I was going to take Ty Johnson, and somebody took him, but C.J. Anderson was still there. When I, you know I hate him, but I had carry on Johnson. Well, yeah, and also, you know, the Lions sometimes don't, make rational decisions and you know what if they use cj anderson a little bit more and if carry on johnson does go down cj anderson will get a big workload you know i'm i'm the same way like he's not a target of me i took him in the scott fishbowl because everyone passed on him i said okay i'll take him here right you know i never go to a draft looking for that guy but if i own carry on and like you said detroit i could see detroit giving uh cj anderson 10 carries a game i could see it i don't think they should but it's possible yeah, I mean, he comes out. For, he plays a series in the second quarter. He plays a series in the third quarter, fourth. Maybe it's the end of the game. It's the fourth quarter, and they're up by a touchdown, and they don't want carry-ons to get the ball because they, he could fumble, and they bring in CJ. Yeah, he, you're not playing him, though. He's just insurance. That's right, the, oh, that's play, the thing. for sure. If I'm playing him, I'm losing this league, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably. All right, did you see your boy famous Jameis Winston went around 10? He was the seventh quarterback off the board. Yeah, um, not really surprised by it at this really? point. He wasn't a top 10 quarterback about a month ago. I think when you get in that range of quarterbacks, it's all over. Uh, we saw Cam Newton go eight. Uh, Murray went 14, Kyle Murray. So that's a guy who has slipped because of the preseason. Um, 
Do you want to see a guy who lost the league? Take a look at Team 10 and look at the quarterback that he took in round 12. And in 14, two quarterbacks with no upside. And the rest of his team. So we're talking about the guy who took Team 10. He took Connor, Michael Thomas, Fournette, Devonta Freeman. Good start, right? Then he's got Westbrook and Anderson and Tevin Coleman. Good start. Then he's got Emmanuel Sanders, LaShawn McCoy, Austin Hooper. I'm, all, I'm good with this team. And then in round 12, he takes Drew Brees when he could have had Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff, Kyla Murray, all these guys, and he takes Drew Brees. Now, I'm sure he said to himself, I've got Michael Thomas. I don't care, Adam. It's a bad pick. Yeah, I don't have Brees that high. I don't have him as a QB1 this year. We've talked about it with Brees. If you haven't heard, it's just he's very inconsistent. You know, he struggled down the stretch last year. And this is a team that wants to run the football a lot. He had less than 500 pass attempts last year. You know, the days of Drew Brees putting up big numbers are over. And you could tell me, well, he had 32 touchdowns last year. Everybody did in that range. Pretty much all these quarterbacks we're talking about are all in the 30-33 range. The difference is the other quarterbacks were more consistent. There's just too many games where Brees has one touchdown and 200 passing yards. And... We know at home he's much better. You can look at it like that. But do people re- – you know Drew Brees did not pass for 4,000 yards last year? I know. I know. 39-92. I know he came I close, know. but it's, it's just – and it's 32 touchdowns and five picks. And you're going to go, what's wrong with that? Well, he could easily revert to what he did two years ago. He had 23 touchdowns on 536 pass attempts. So his touchdown percentage last year was 6.5%. Taysom Hill was in that game so many times in the ten, with the ten yard line and closer. It was revolting. It was. Yeah, that's the other factor too. I mean, so again, if you look at the whole, people get like he had thirty two touchdowns. What are you guys talking about? Look at how they're distributed, and it's the pass attempts, man. Five thirty six two years ago, four eighty nine last year. Do you really think they're going back to six hundred? It's not happening. They have a staple for the way their offense works, and it's run the football. And it's it going to hurt Breeze in fantasy. He is name value. He's also another year older. He's 40 years old. Again, I, I don't think he's going to have it's an name, awful year. Name over, but name I'm not over taking game, Ronis. Name yeah, over game. Like, People picking name over game. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but I'd take Kyler Murray over him. Because oh, it's not crazy. I, 100%, 100% of the time I'm taking Murray over Breeze. That's not even a question. It's not even Murray, a question. And Murray might flop, but again, as we, we've gone over this, and I did a debate on Sports Illustrated with Kyler Murray, quarterback is so deep, you find another safe quarterback option to pair with him in case Murray flops. But Murray is going to run the football. He can throw. And don't look at this preseason. They didn't show anything. Larry Fitzgerald was talking about it. He's like, we, ran, we run so up-tempo in practice. We haven't shown anything during games. And is it possible Murray is not good and the offensive line's a problem and teams figure him out. It sure is. But there's immense upside there for a guy that can run for six, seven hundred yards and pass for four thousand. It's possible. All right, let's take a look at team number five. Uh Tom is a great guy and uh you know great listener and a great follower of ours. He did something that was different than most people. He started out with four receivers, Adam. He took Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, and DJ Moore. I know we, I know we like all these guys, and I know we're going to come up a run, on a break soon, but let's start breaking it down. Could you see yourself starting with four receivers like that? Yes. I haven't done it, but I actually like it. Uh, it really worked out well for him. Uh, because, it is, right? again, 
you only need to start a max of two running backs. So he's obviously baking on Duke Johnson and Latavius Murray to perform well, which I think they will. I like both those guys. And then Breda, who I love. So I I actually like this. So what he did was he started Hopkins, Allen, Lockett, Moore, and then he went Duke, Murray, Gallup, Bryda, Samuels, Harris. And so he split it up, and he's got a lot of guys who could be good. I like this team. I think it's one of the best teams, one of the best roster constructions I've seen. We'll discuss more when we return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're back, and of course, Play FFWC is back. Remember, there's a Beat Dr. Roto draft on Friday, a Beat Adam Ronas draft on Saturday. There's World Championship drafts. There's starter drafts. There's so many drafts for you guys to join, and they're all worth it. It's a great time. And once you do one, you're going to want to do more because they're just they're a lot of fun. So, I mean, we don't have much more time left in this, probably about another, what, 10 days. So let's get drafting. If you haven't, start drafting with us at Play FFWC. Get into a draft as early as tonight. Tonight or tomorrow or Saturday against Adam. Just start drafting. Yeah, it's like right. a Popeye's, okay. Popeye's sandwich. You got to have it. Have you tried this Popeye sandwich yet? You, you no, can't even what, eat it. No, I could eat it. I, I mean, it's probably not good for me, but uh, I, you know, you can't even get it. So what is it? It's, it's chicken, pickles, and what? I don't know, but it's this chicken sandwich that everyone's raving about, and obviously social media has taken it to another level. I tried getting it Saturday after the Mets game. I think I stopped at three Popeyes, and none of them had it. So how can they not have it? Don't they make it on the spot there? How do well, you not have they it? ran out of it. There's been such a demand for it. So apparently, so this has been out, I guess, for a month or two, but it just became nationwide August 12th, and. Okay. Social media has just ratcheted up the demand, and people have been going, and it's just sold out. So I think it's. Sold but I don't out get the, I don't get the whole thing about the, how it's so it's so they don't have enough chicken breasts. Yeah, they don't have enough. There's been such a demand for it. People have been going. They've been packed. They've been busy, and they ran out. They don't have any. So do you think this tells Popeyes that people like fried chicken, but they love just a regular chicken sandwich? Apparently, it's just really good. From every, I've only seen one person on my Twitter say that it was overhyped and that Chick Fil A was better. But everyone else who's tried it that I've seen says it's really good. So now you know Anthony Bourdain, right? The guy who killed himself. Yeah, he likes he he endorsed Popeyes was his Popeyes was his favorite fast food in the world. He said Popeyes. You think they paid him a ton of money for that? I don't (laughs) know, but he said it. I do. I think he was being no that guy. If you knew that guy, that guy was all about honesty. I mean, he was. You know, just blunt. And he said he loved Popeyes was his favorite. Okay. Well, I... I, I've never, I've, can, can, would you believe I've never been to a Popeyes? Really? Yeah. 
Oh, damn. So you've know, never had crazy. it? Wow. I've never, never had Popeye's fried chicken. I've had KFC, which I, I don't think is so special. I like Chick-fil-A. I think Chick-fil-A is a good sandwich. Yeah, Chick-fil-A is good. But uh, I, I do like Popeye's. Obviously, I don't eat it too much because obviously it's not great. I'm trying to, to eat better. It's, it can be By difficult. the way, don't get the butter on the roll. You don't oh, need the oh, butter roll. Oh, no. I, well, now, so when I. But like a Chick fil A, it's a buttered roll. No, I, when I get toast now, like at a diner or breakfast, yeah. I ask for it without butter. I know. So when we go to Chick fil A, I go, can I get a chicken sandwich, no butter? And they look at me like, I'm, I'm like, no butter. Well, I, I don't think the bread needs it. The sandwich is good. Yeah, it is. Chick-fil-A is a very decent sandwich. My kids like it. It's a, it's, it's a winner, except it's uh, closed on, the, on Sunday. Yes, it is closed on Sunday. And they have one at the Falcon Stadium, and uh, it's kind of weird. I know they have other <laughs> events there, but it's like, all right, eight football games on Sunday. No, we're closed. Yeah, that, kind of, that is kind of silly, right? I think people in New York, though, when they didn't realize it was closed on Sunday, they were freaking out. They're like, oh, there's Chick-fil-A, but it's closed on Sunday. What do I do now? Yeah, I remember because, yeah, it opened up here, too, in the city about, I don't, was it two years ago, three? I don't know. Because I remember sometimes after shows on the way over to the FNTSY studio, we'd kind of stop there and, and, and get it. And the lines would always be long. I mean, they'd have people taking your order while you're online. Because they do. Too- they do that. Yeah, they do that a lot. But I, I got to tell you, the line moves quickly, and they're very nice in there. It's not like some of the other fast food where people are just maybe not as nice. They're always nice at a Chick-fil-A. Now they're making big bucks. That's probably right. <laughs> Could you imagine it? Would you want to own a Chick-fil-A, Ronis? You could be my rich friend. Yeah, I'll, I'll own one if anyone wants to bring me into the business. The franchise? Yeah. You put a little sports memorabilia in there with the chicken. Definitely. How about some chicken and some fantasy advice for free? There you go. Yeah. Chick-fil-A of fantasy. <laughs> exactly. All right. Tell me what team number two here did, Adam, when they took TJ Hawkinson at round 13, Kyle Rudolph in 15, and Noah Fant in 17. Is that an, a strategy where you're like, look, I don't like my two tight ends, so let me get a third guy, or is that just a guy who's misguided? That is probably what he was thinking. Basically, like, all right, I'm going to take three dart shots here and hope one of them pans out. I'd rather not do that. I'd rather just hold it to two. Like, if you feel, you obviously feel pretty good about Hawkinson and take him as the 14th tight end, passing on Delaney Walker. Not that I like the other guys either after Ebron, Burton, Olsen. Then it's not like they're great, but you're basically saying that you believe in Hawkinson. So, if that's the case, I don't see the need to take a third. Yeah, I, I I don't believe in Hawkinson. I, I look if in a dynasty league, I love Hawkinson. I really do. But in a redraft league, I'm not sold. I'm not even close to being sold. Well, I want I, him as my backup tight end, not my starter. If I'm going to take him, absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine starting him starting. And the guy took Hawkinson over Ebron and over Delaney Walker. I mean, look at that round thirteen. I was a little shocked with that. Yeah, I, I would have taken Walker, and yeah, there's concern because of his age and everything, but he is healthy, and he's shown that he can be a top tight end. What about Ebron? I, I, w- I liked Walker, and I was upset about missing him, but I was like, all right, Ebron's okay. Do you think Ebron's value goes in the toilet with Jacoby Percet? Not in the toilet, but I don't think it helps because you have to think that this team is not in the red zone as much, and when Ebron... And Doyle were both healthy. Doyle was always the one getting more snaps, running more routes. And Doyle also had 
was it his best one of his best years with Brissett two years ago, even though it is a different offense. So you do have to take that into account. But uh, the price has really dropped on Ebron anyway. So it's not like before. I mean, he was consistently going as a top eight, top nine tight end, and I hated him in that range. I really wanted Chris Herndon, but I've been getting him in like rounds 15 and 16, and the guy went round 13. That was a little early for me. Yeah, I thought it was early too, but uh, he already advanced McDonald, but maybe he looked and said, all right, I got McDonald. He'll be good, and I want to make sure I get Herndon. I'm not sure if he's going to make it back. So, yeah, that was aggressive, but you know, when you're picking on the ends, you kind of have to have that aggressive mentality. You can't sit there and say, oh, okay, well, it's round 13. Yeah, he'll make it back to me at the end of round 14. Well, it's funny because, you said the team one was very aggressive. Look at Darwin Thompson in round seven and Justice Hill in eight. This guy did not fool around. He got his players. Wow, Darwin Thompson, RB30. My goodness. But he, he had rising. to. But the truth is, he had to do that. There's no way Thompson makes it back to him at the end of the eighth. No way. Yeah, based on what we see now, for sure. Oh, look, I'm telling you this. I would have taken Thompson at one of my two picks. So he's not making it back to that guy. I'm not saying if I would have taken him in seven or eight, but I know that when I already invested into Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, I would have gone all the way at that point. Yeah, uh, because he had four receivers and he had Barkley. Like I said, when I pick in that spot, I'm looking just for a few lottery ticks at running back tickets. And He should have taken Miles Sanders, though, right? Uh, let me see. Yeah, I would have. If I were him, I would have taken Miles Sanders. Yeah, I think his path to potentially leading that backfield is smoother. I know everyone says, oh, it's the Eagles. They always do the committee, but they haven't had the talent. They haven't had the player to be that RB1. Right. I think Sanders I th- can be it. Right. I think Sanders... Even if it takes a couple weeks... I mean, I've take look. I took him in the GST as my RB two. So no, this see. I think if this guy takes Sanders, you already have Barkley. You have four great receivers. You have Watson. Thompson is never going to be a full number one running back because he's not big enough. But Sanders could be the number one running back for Philadelphia. Right, and I know everyone's going to say it's the Chiefs' offense. I want a piece. Maybe even maybe Thompson does have a role now, but. I'd rather take Sanders, and then, I would, then he would have came back and still got Hill and Pollard, and it would have been fine. Right. Right. I No, I think it was – you know, it's funny. You look back at every draft, and you're like, what, what's the one thing that team could have done to have been a better team? And I think that team that, – that could have changed his draft dramatically. Sanders over Thompson. Now, and I, once again, I like Thompson, but I think Sanders could be special. Yes. And, you know, it is possible Thompson does have the better year, but uh, I would take Sanders over him. I mean, obviously, Thompson's just getting an insane amount of hype right now. It is a lot of hype. At round nine, Team Ford took Marcus Valdez Scantling over Geronimo Allison. I was trying to decide which one of these guys I like better. For some reason, I think I like Allison better, but I'm not sure, Adam. Yeah, I like Allison better, but it is close. I mean, he's going to play the slot, so you know he has a defined role. Valdez Scantling does have big upside. He's a big receiver. He can run. Obviously, he was a little inconsistent last year, but that's being a rookie receiver, trying to get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. So it's close. Uh, I think Allison's the safer high floor guy. I think Valdez Scantling has the higher ceiling, uh, but I, I would go with Allison. We saw it when he was on the field last year before he got hurt. He, he had some good games. 
All right, let's take a look at Team 11. Team 11 has Julio Jones as his first receiver, Josh Gordon as his second, Anthony Miller as his third, James Washington as his fourth, Nicole Hardman as his fifth, Marquise Brown as his sixth, Paris Campbell as his seventh. I would tell you I like every single one of those guys, Adam. I like every one of those receivers, but I feel like they're all a little risky. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, again, this is the roster construction part. We all are for, we all like taking risk. And as Doc said, he likes a lot of those players. But when you put them all together, it's not, not a good combo. It's basically you're cooking and you, you made the wrong recipe. Like you have the right ingredients, but you use too much salt, not enough onions. You know, like it doesn't mesh well together. And one of the biggest reasons why, tight end in round three, quarterback in round six. I don't know how many times you, we have to repeat this. You, your teams usually do not pan out well. I know we always scream, wait on the quarterback, wait on the quarterback. But if you're going to take a tight end in round three, and I have no problem taking Kittle there. I mean, it's the end of round three. I've taken Kittle in drafts, end of round three, early round four. I'm just like, okay, it's not part of my plan, but I think that's a good value at that point. I'll take a shot. It's not like I'm investing a, a first or second round pick. So I have no problem with that. But you can't take Aaron Rodgers in round six in this format with three receivers and two flex spots. I think that's what really messed it up. Uh, and again, when you pair all, I mean, if he receivers, takes if he takes Robbie Anderson there, I'm much happier with this team. Much. Yeah, it's better for sure. Uh, or Curtis Samuel if he takes one of those. I mean, look, Gordon, you want him as your wide receiver three. There is definitely upside, but there's also the possibility he doesn't even step foot on the field this year. I know that right. people are like, what are you talking about? No, I mean, we've seen Josh Gordon. Would you be surprised And then the next week they go, yeah, Gordon's having issues and we don't know if he's going to play. You know, it's possible. I and actually you know, expect that to happen. I expect that to happen, to be honest with you. Really? Josh Gordon doesn't do 16 games. He does not play 16-game season. Something will happen. Yeah, I wouldn't be Sir, surprised. He has either. to prove it to me otherwise. And look, I'm not saying this to be a jerk. I'm saying it that this guy's track record is so checkered that I can I have to assume the worst, and he has to prove to me that it's going to be better than that. I mean, look, everybody probably last year was like, oh, wow, this is going pretty well. And then all of a yeah. sudden, boom, he's gone. So it's definitely a fair point. But, yeah, you know, Anthony Miller I like, but he's dealing with an ankle issue, and he's got a lot of targets. Washington, for now, is the wide receiver three. Could he pass Moncrief? Absolutely. But he hasn't been playing with the ones. Hardman doesn't have a clear role. He needs an injury to really pop to play every week. And again, I've drafted Hardman, but he's a bench guy right now. He's insurance. Well, it's funny you said that. So this guy, when he takes Hardman, he goes, sorry, Doc, I took your guy. And the truth was, Hardman was my guy, but it worked better on my team than on his team. He doesn't need Hardman. He needs a guy who's actually going to play. Yeah, because right now... Week one, mm -hmm. uh, he's gonna uh, he, his flex, his flex and wide receiver three <laughs> is, is not good, not good. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a, it's a shame how you know I I get the pick and I like being aggressive, but there's also being smart. All right, our final timeout of the first hour of that we'll be back right after this. 
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we are back. And remember, I've been saying it all show long. PlayFFWC.com. PlayFFWC.com. Please sign up for one of our drafts. Adam and I both have drafts this weekend. There's world championship drafts. It's a great time to start. If, you, if, you're, if you're wondering about high-stakes leagues, don't wonder anymore. Just get on in and play at PlayFFWC.com. Right? I just think if people play in one high-stakes league, Adam, they'll never quit. Oh, for sure. And everyone knows drafting is addicting and people want to draft it's one of the best parts of fantasy what they regret is those tuesday wednesday nights working the waiver wire <laughs> saying wait why did i get in 12 drafts again yeah, this is the dumbest idea i was ever thinking I, I actually did that one year adam it was a couple of years ago i'm like this, this is the worst but you know what happens immediately when you have a couple of teams which are like one and three or oh and four you don't look at those waiver wires as thoroughly as the one that's four and oh yeah, it's tough. I mean, again, you still want to set a lineup every week and put in your bids, but obviously it makes sense. You're going to devote more of your time to the leagues that have a chance to, to go far. And it's unfortunate, but I guess that's that's what's going to happen. Like, you know, again, I have some baseball teams that are done. I still look at the waiver wire, but I don't spend as much time. I'm putting in bids. I'll make sure I set my lineup, but I got to focus on the ones that have a chance to win the money. No, it's, it's true, and I think any high-stakes player will tell you that. You know, you do 10 teams. If, if eight teams are good and two teams are bad, it's not like you, you'll always put in a lineup on the two teams, but the eight teams you pay more attention to. Just fact. No, that's definitely the case for sure. All right. Latavius Murray went in round six. Too high? Um, not for me. And, again, it comes down to roster construction. Use the 28th running back off the board. That's fine. I mean, again, I'd probably go Miles Sanders over him, but I understand why some people are a little worried about Sanders because of that backfield. But no, I'm fine with Murray. He might have made it back to that team, possibly. I'm not sure, uh, but I'm okay with it. All right, very funny. A guy just tweeted me that great analysis once again. Team one was having beers last night, which might explain the drop off late in his draft. It's pretty funny because I said his draft was great the first like 15 rounds and then went off the, it went off the edge, Adam. So, uh, all right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well and take care. We're back on Tuesday. Hopefully, I'll be here on Tuesday and there won't be a hurricane, but you'll have Adam Ronis and he will be back with you right after this. <laughs> 